6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. The federal government has invoked the Emergencies Act to supplement provincial and territorial capacity to address the blockades and occupations. And that was the Prime Minister just moments ago. You heard it live on 6.30 Chad. The Prime Minister invoking the Emergencies Act to bring... What he hopes is an end to anti-government uh, blockades that he says are illegal and not about peaceful protest. The Prime Minister says the act is going to be used to protect critical infrastructure such as borders and airports from the blockades uh, and is uh, creating time-limited powers that do not already exist. This is the first time the Emergencies Act has been invoked since it came into force in 1988. Uh, Trudeau saying that the, pre- the, the protest across the country are not peaceful ones and that law enforcement is challenged to enforce the laws. He says uh, the the um, the uh, the the, um, the act is going to allow police now to enforce the law. It will be used in a short time and geographically targeted way. He says police will give be given more tools to enforce the law. The police will be given more tools to restore order in places where public assemblies can constitute illegal and dangerous activities, such as blockades and occupations, as seen in Ottawa, the Ambassador Bridge, and elsewhere. These tools include strengthening their ability to impose fines or imprisonment. The government will designate secure and protect places and infrastructure that are critical to our economy and people's jobs, including border crossings and airports. We cannot and will not allow illegal and dangerous activities to continue. Let me know what you think. 780-496-0063 on the text line. We'll get your phone calls a little later on. A reminder, keep it clean. Don't be mean. 780-496-0063. Justin Ling is a freelance investigative journalist, has been covering the protest extensively over the past three weeks. Justin, welcome back to the show. Uh, t- tell me, you're, you're watching that news conference. You've just uh, heard the Prime Minister invoking the Emergencies Act. How did we get here? I mean, we got here because the city of Ottawa decided to let the convoy come into the downtown, then found out that they were incapable of removing them, uh, and then have been, since then, incapable of laying charges, laying fines, or getting people to, to leave. Um, this, uh, you know... The protesters, the occupiers, have gotten so emboldened that they've managed to shut down three individual border crossings, costing the country $400 million plus in daily GDP, and things are only getting worse. So we got here because uh, of a series of mistakes made early on, a series of underestimations of this whole thing, and now we're paying the consequences for it. Uh, we're, We're seeing the first invocation of the Emergencies Act ever, the first time that this sort of legislation has been invoked since the War Measures Act, with some caveats to that. But uh, this is really significant. This, is, this has been a long time coming, I guess, or, you know, a week, week and a half coming. And uh, it's sad that it's got to this. 
Uh, Justin, you have been on the ground in in Ottawa. You have witnessed uh, the the protests uh, firsthand, um, and and have done some incredible reporting on what has been going on. So now that this act is in place, how do you see this? I know you're not a police officer, you're not a security expert, but how could this, how do you think this could be used now in places like Ottawa, for example? And what is the reaction going to be on the ground? So there's two pieces to that. I mean, first off, what does enforcement look like? Yeah. It's really, really important to note that this is not the War Measures Act. The military will not be deployed. You will not see tanks in the streets. People will not be rounded up and mass arrested. Civil liberties have not been suspended, right? What this Emergency Act has done, given the federal government more direction to determine coordination, it won't be direct. It will not be directing uh, police operations, uh, but it will have now the power to, uh, say, require tow truck companies to come in and tow those trucks. It will give the RCMP authority, if requested, to enforce municipal bylaws to lay fines and make arrests if requested. Um, it will give them uh, the power to uh, suspend the uh, insurance and freeze bank accounts mm-hmm. of companies who, whose trucks are at. Uh, the occupation. Uh, it will give them the power to start uh, stopping more money transfers, potentially to regulate some of the crowdfunding platforms. We'll, we'll see how that part goes. Uh-huh. Um, but it is a pretty significant, um, you know, scaling up of this response, but not necessarily or actually explicitly not an effort by the federal government to take over the control of policing. Now, what is the response going to be? Probably, uh, you know, they're probably going to thumb their nose up at this. Uh, I, I do not think many of these people care. I think there will probably be some companies um, or individuals, owner-operators, what have you, who will say we're willing to accept the consequences of having our insurance suspended or our bank accounts frozen. Um, some may not, but I don't think this is going to be enough to send people home yet. I think you will still have to see a police uh, action before these people decide to clear out or get arrested. Justin, there has been uh, a lot of uh, armchair police chiefs in this country over the past number of weeks uh, suggesting, making uh, you know suggestions on what they think should have been done or not done, that sort of thing. If you take a look at what happened, uh, the announcement out of Coots today from the RCMP, the arrest of 11 people, uh, Mountie saying they became aware of a small organized group within the larger Coots protest. They had access to firearms, a large quantity of ammunition, including 13 lines guns, handguns, body armor, uh, ammunition, high-capacity magazines. Have the police been right in pumping the brakes and maybe taking this slower, given that sort of information? Yeah, the short answer is yes. There are a number of people out there who are saying some ludicrous things about what the police need to be doing in terms of enforcement, people who don't understand the the complexity of the situation. The reality is uh, Ottawa police are nervous and they're rightfully nervous. They do not want to exacerbate the situation. They don't want to go in uh, and risk uh, you know, a real serious confrontation. It's also worth noting that it, it would be, I think, an overreaction to, to, to send in a heavily militarized uh, police response here to what has thus far been largely nonviolent, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's very clear that the enforcement mechanism here needs to be fined and charges laid for illegal activity, which is blocking uh, all of Ottawa downtown. Um, 
but that doesn't necessarily mean we need to go in and, and you know, tear gas people, right? There, there is a way to do this that makes it clear that this is illegal and to impose consequences without necessarily getting kind of kinetic with it. That being said, you know, I've spoken to people in the emergency response team who tell me they 100% expect there is weapons somewhere. Uh, it's not uncommon for truckers, especially those who do the cross-border routes, to have a firearm for personal protection. Uh, what they said is they expect entirely that some of those people brought their weapons with them to Ottawa. There is fears that some of the off-site locations uh, also may have weapons accessible. If police go and start making arrests downtown, the expectation is that some of those groups, some of the trucks, some of the vehicles that are parked at secondary locations could descend on the city and, and essentially block the cops in as they try to make arrests. There are more protesters than there are cops. They have more vehicles than the cops do. It, this is an incredibly difficult situation. And folks who sit back and say, well, they just need to move in and arrest everybody, do not understand what's happening on the ground. Justin, before we run out of time, who, who are the protesters listening to right now? We, we've heard about one um, having talked with uh, the mayor of Ottawa or, you know, the, the, there, there was potential for a talk with the mayor of Ottawa um, coming to an agreement of, of leaving uh, the residential areas. One of the other organizers, Pat King, saying, you know, don't, don't listen to any of that. Who's given them any direction? Where's that coming from right now? Yeah, there is no single leadership to this. Pat King represents a constituency of truckers who do not trust the so you know the, the core organizers. The core organizers are doing kind of the media side of things. They you know, run the social media channels and whatnot. They, I'm sure, have a constituency as well. And I think there's probably a number of people who listen to nobody. So mm. even though one group may be negotiating with the city to clear out trucks, that doesn't mean they're going to move. There is a you know many polls to this to this occupation, and it, it, you cannot negotiate uh, a kind of a you know them leaving with just one of those organizers or one set of those organizers. This is much more complicated than that. Before I let you go, uh, there's been talk. Your one of your latest pieces talking about an American freedom convoy. What can you tell us about that? We know that there's at least three significant national groups uh, who are planning convoys to, to D.C. in early March. Um, we know that a number of the organizers are uh, individuals who participated in the January 6th insurrection. One of them on a conference call the other night even admitting uh, that they were under investigation for the role in January 6th. Um, and we've already heard an appeal from some far-right extremist groups uh, to some far-right extremist groups such as the three percenters and the Oath Keepers, to come join them on the convoy. Uh, so it, it is entirely possible you're going to see what's happening right now in Ottawa, happening in D.C. in just a matter of weeks. Justin, always appreciate your time. Uh, thank you for joining me this afternoon. Keep up the great work. Thanks. Yeah, Justin Ling joining us this afternoon. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, check out his website as, as well, doing some really great in-depth reporting on what is happening in, uh, in Ottawa.